ghosts. Ghosts. Sour Patch Watermelon. What are they? Yeah. Sour Watermelon Warheads. The Warheads. You remember ghosts. the Warheads candy? Oh, of course. Please don't sponsor this podcast because we'll be dead in a month. <laughs> <laughs> if we start drinking. What's the caffeine content in those things? These aren't as high as some, but it's still it's still 200 milligrams. That's pretty and solid. And then, of course, they pack a bunch of other random stuff in here. Who knows what it is? Beta There's something in here called Carnapier Carnitine. Oh, Carnitine. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is. That's that that stuff that makes your eyebrows itch. <laughs> you is that what's wrong out. with my eyebrows? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start freaking out and start shaving one off, you know? Well, so, I haven't done that yet, just, but... It's for the pumps, dude. You got to do anything well, yeah, for the pumps. Anything for the pumps. Yeah, I was driving home from work yesterday, and, uh, you know, we had another crappy night, so, you know, I happen to have a ghost watermelon on the way home. <laughs> I justified it by, oh, I'm not stopping for coffee, you know, I'm saving time, because <laughs> yes. I had one I had one on me, you know? Oh, of course. Then I got home, I started working in the basement, so then I had another one in the afternoon. Then my wife went out to run some errands with the big kids, and, and I'm like, hey, give me, one give me an energy drink. <laughs> She's like, didn't you already have two today? I'm like, how did you know that? <laughs> Are you counting? That's I usually fantastic. limit myself to strictly... One, so two was a, was a lot, and then three would have been You've way too You've never limited yourself to just one. Ever. Well, that's what I've been doing lately. I mean, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> when you say you have a sticker that says moderate, moderation is for cowards. That's true. That's and a t-shirt. <laughs> what, uh, what is the going rate on, like, I was really dragging this morning, and yeah. I wanted to get a workout in, but I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, nah, I'm not going to work out. I'll take a rest day. And then I'm like, what am I talking about? So I'm scrounging around. I already had my two cups of coffee, but I'm scrounging around in the pantry and I find pre-workout. Yeah. This could be from the dinosaur era. I don't know yeah. how old it is, right? And it is clumped up. That's what I was going to say. Is it little crystallized in there? It is hard <laughs> as a rock. But being an absolute tweaker, I didn't be like, oh, this is old and throw it away. No, I just shook the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Until I found some sort of powder and I opened up the can, started <laughs> sniffing it, and then made a small drink, and I'm ready to go. So, <laughs> uh, I've totally the, been there, and I was okay, so you'll probably be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that means that water got into it or you're going to shave your eyebrow off afterwards. I don't know what happens to that. It's probably moisture, but I don't know. I know some of those higher end ones I've got come with one of those little like desiccant capsules yeah, in there. It had it in there. Oh, and it just had been defeated. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's all right. You could take those little those little uh, rocks that it makes in there out. And you could just chew them. <laughs> you know what you should do is you should take the ghost ghost and then dip it in like a margarita, you know, like into the pre-workout. Dip the pre-workout around the rim and then drink it. Oh my yes, god. Yes. That I think we have some. You know they sell those like in the liquor store, the micheladas or whatever. It's yeah, got the, the salt pre-done in. cup. Yeah, I've seen those. That'll be the next thing is that they're gonna they're gonna dip the the, the monsters or something in pre-workout dirt. Well what's ah. terrible is we could make this happen because ghost makes pre-workout oh done and i think they might even have this sour watermelon warhead flavor that i love so much so i haven't bought it because you know i haven't been using pre-workouts for a while but i don't know this could be the time i mean if we're going that way though i mean it, pretty soon in your when you walk into a liquor land 
somewhere <laughs> near you, you're going to see a, a, a dipped ghost with the, the rocks of old pre-workout. For all the pre-workout junkies out there, all the meatheads coming to the liquor store. <laughs> It'd be a hot seller at the one next to the station. I'd buy one every day. You guys are just pulling back the sleeve and licking the limb from just take it off. Like, dude, <laughs> run hey, by licking. You got to pay for that. <laughs> uh, my friend, my friend, good start to this podcast. What do we got going today? I don't know. We might as well just roll. We've been talking for five <laughs> minutes already. What is the uh, drawing that you have behind yourself? There's, you're in a new layer right now. What's going on? It's actually the same layer, but I have been doing so much work down here that I'm now facing the other what? direction. I've made mad progress. I moved a table five feet, so now I, I've, <laughs> so now I'm facing the boring wall. Oh, but that is a poster from the band Hands. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Song album, give me rest. Yes, we've talked about that song. Yeah, we have. So it's cool. It's one of my cool. uh, it's one of my all time favorite things. That piece backstory on it is uh, it's drawn by a guy named Dave Quiggle who does tattoos actually down by you. He has a shop in I think it's in Temecula. Mm. I think it's called Old Rose Tattoo. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So he works there. He's done a lot of the album artwork for a lot of the Face Down Records bands. So even my epic. So he's done a lot of the album art for those guys, and he drew this for this record. I was late to the game on this record. I found it later. So all the kind of merch and album art and stuff had already been sold. But about five or six years ago, they were doing some sort of special fundraiser. And Quiggle had a couple of these that he had done. There was like a limited amount. And so this was one of two that he had available to sell. And oh, so I, cool. I, got, I got into a bidding war with some other random person. And I ended up winning, I, I want to say I paid something like 150 bucks for it, which is a lot for a, a poster, but I love it. It means a lot to me. And yeah, it's it looks super great. cool. Yeah. I actually was just talking about this poster with Max. Oh, Max is the best. I Max don't remember case. why it came up, but I had to pull it up on my phone and show it to him. I think Heather brought it up. Anyway, that's the only thing you can see. Fun fact, I think that you and I might be the only... In, in our generation that do not have tattoos. I was thinking about that the other day, too, because my own daughter, Avery, what? who's 17, has been telling us for months now that when she turns 18 in December, that she's going to get a tattoo. And so what? she wants something small, like a butterfly or something like that. Oh, man. She's just I, testing the waters there of independence, huh? Yeah, and I think she has some some actual like legitimate personal reasons that she thinks she wants it. But as dad, I immediately smashed that idea. And when we were at my dad's house the other day, my dad's a pastor, he's been (laughs) on the show. And I said, pastor Jeff, explain to me what the Bible says about tattoos. And so bam, he quotes that verse about, I don't even know how it's worded because I honestly don't remember it, but there's some, there's some Bible verse in the old Testament about not marking your body. And it's the verse that the hardcore, like, I don't know what you would call them, but the real strict Christians quote to say that you can't get tattoos. And then there's a whole other class of Christian that talks about the verse in Revelation where it talks about Jesus in Revelation riding on a horse and he has his name written on his thigh. And they're like, Jesus has tattoos in the end times. And you're like, I don't think either of those verses mean what you're talking about, but all right. (laughs) I honestly don't personally have any problem with tattoos, but since we're talking about it, I wanted tattoos 
real bad when I was in high school. And I am so thankful now that I didn't have the money to do it. Because if I did, I would have two nautical stars on my chest. <laughs> the swallows. I would have swallows. <laughs> yes, sure. swallows. Definitely the spider web of some sort. Yes, yeah. dude. I would have full on, you know, Blink-182, rancid style, just that that pop punk era that I was into back then, I would have all those tattoos. And I don't know, dude, I don't know that I would still love those. In fact, I know that I would not. So no, I saved myself by being poor. See, I don't, I just was never into it. I was more of a traditionalist. I didn't have anything that spoke to me because I just knew I kind of had an idea that the swallows was a bad idea at the time. <laughs> you were you know smarter I mean? than me. I had no idea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or like the guys are stretching their earlobes out with the thing. You know uh, what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I have, a, I have a feeling at some point I'm not going to be into that, you know? Whatever we used that to is. go to shows, Heather and I. They were often very, you know, angry, loud shows. Sleeping Giants type stuff. You, yeah, you know yeah. Sleeping Giants. Hands, those bands. So kind of Christian hardcore scene, heavier music. So back then when we were going... The stretched out ears, the hoop earrings were huge. And everybody going to those shows had them. And what I noticed was the most of the guys in the shows didn't have them in. So they just had the loose loops of ears hanging. And some of these guys have legit like huge <laughs> loops. So I asked my brother-in-law, Dustin, who's actually kind of grew up in that scene and knows everything about it. And I'm like, hey, how come these guys don't have their things in? He's like, well, it's kind of twofold. He's like, they'll, they'll fall out and they'll lose them. But he's like, it also makes an easier target for someone's finger or something to accidentally loop it and tear it out. He's like, it happens all the time. And sure enough, it wasn't that much longer after that when I, I watched a man walk by me and he had torn his, somebody, I don't know how, I didn't see it happen, but somebody had torn his ear loop. And so it was just hanging loose. So it was like one long tendril of his ear and then a short one. And of course it's the ear. So it's bleeding. He's, his shirt's all covered in blood. And I just kind of watched him walk by and it was like in slow motion. And I was like, oh, that's why you don't do that. Like, that looks yeah. so painful. And what do you do? Like, you're just going to have to clip those off. You're done. Well, that's what I'm saying. As a medic now, you know, if some dude comes up to me, you know, he's, he definitely had Junko jeans on. You know, he had some huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably had some chain wallet or something. For sure. I'm like, let's just get some nail clippers, like the big toe ones, you know? You just cut that off. <laughs> cut it off, dude. And then we'll cauterize it, you know, like they do in the movies all the time. You'll be fine. Um, I don't think they're I don't think they're stretching that back and stitching it up, right? No. You're no. just now you have one giant earlobe. In fact, I think that's what they do, guys that are done with that phase of life. It doesn't come back. So I think you literally do have to go to like a plastic surgeon and they they cut it off and sew it up and then you just have a weird looking ear. Savage. Savage. I don't, I mean, I like most of my fighters have cauliflower ears. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. That's, but I think that's like an earned in it one, you know, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the, the punch a hole in it and stretch it out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is earned. That's just seems like it takes a lot of work or it did. Yeah. You don't really see that running around anymore though. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Tattoos. I've had multiple phases in my life where I thought I had some tattoo ideas that I wanted and it's always been kind of a phase and past. So I've never, I've never done it. And I don't, you know, a lot, most of our friends have tattoos and some of them have a lot of them. Some of them have some really awesome ones and I'm going to go ahead and call some of you guys out, not by name because I'm not that kind of guy, but some of you have some pretty terrible tattoos and that's okay. It's part of who you are and I'm sure there's a story behind it and you probably love it, but there are some dudes with tattoos that are, they're pretty cool. But I'll just look at them, you know, from a distance when they're hanging out with me at the station and I'll, I'll keep it at that. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever do it. 
Yeah, most of my good friends are pretty sleeved up. I think it actually looks great. Nothing ever jumped out at me. We're gonna, we are the last two of our generation, though, that don't have any tattoos. <laughs> That's it. We're the last, last two. They're like the non-painted men. I've actually wondered, because I think about this kind of stuff, will it swing back the other way? So the pendulum has been swinging hard in the direction of tattoos. Like Everybody has them now. Everybody. doesn't matter what line of work you have, your age, whatever. Lots of people have tattoos. But will it swing the other way where that becomes uncool again to the point where more people don't have them? I'm not sure that it will, but... No, I don't know. I think people are very expressive. They want to, you know, outwardly portray whatever they got going on. It's a conversation starter. People ask them about it, gives them a little identity. I think it's going to be a thing. Yeah. And then, I I mean, some of it looks incredible. I think the artwork is getting better and the the colors are getting better. I think it's just going to grow. Yeah, that's true. The artists today are way better than they were back in the day. That's for sure. I love, though... When we go and visit that old World War II vet or that Korean War vet, and he's got tattoos on his arms and shoulder, and you can barely tell what they are, but you know he got them in that era, and they, you know, they have some sort of meaning. He's been carrying that his entire life, and you can ask him about it. I love yes. that. Yes, those are, and I, I think the most gangster I've seen is when we've gone on those old Holocaust survivors. You know, oh I've seen yeah, that, and you're yeah. just like that is as hard as it gets. You know, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing as hardcore and tragic as that. Our our own engineer, Eric Eastland, has tattooed himself. He has. He has. <laughs> it's, it's rough. Sorry, that one is rough. <laughs> <laughs> he might be the only guy I know that's tattooed himself, actually. That's pretty yeah. unique. It's pretty but you got to give him props for that. You got to give him props for that for sure. Dude, I can't even imagine. Now, is there anything you can do? Avery says she wants to get it. Um, we're going to edit this out, but there's nothing you can really do, right? No. I have my own two daughters. No, I mean... But she has to be 18. Yeah, I'm not going to let her do it prior. And I I think the reason that she wants to do it, is I think she wants a little memorial for her twin brother, Asher. That makes sense. I could see that. I was thinking that. And so I can't squash it. No. And I won't. I think what I will encourage her to do, because she wants to put it kind of down on her wrist, and I think I'll, I think I will encourage her to be like, hey, maybe put it somewhere where it's easier to hide. Just because there is still a, not a stigmatism around it, but there there is in certain circles, it is still kind of a thing. Definitely. Dude, I watched a fascinating interview. Do you know who Andrew Huberman is? Yeah, I love that guy. I listen to him almost all the time. I listen to him all the time. I have never, you've probably mentioned him before. I have, yes. But I never, it never clicked and I've never really heard any of his stuff, but I watched him talk about his tattoos and I don't know why YouTube suggested that video to me, but for some reason. He's an old punk rocker. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. What what band was he in? Well, well, he was like a skater dude. He was just like a scene kid. Yeah. You got to hear his background. I forget what podcast he was on. He has his own show, but he has an, he was just like a wild kid and he was like a total skate punk and went to all these shows. And then all of a sudden somehow he got into school and became like this this standard professor, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to look more into him because this video fascinated me. I, I could immediately tell he was a very intelligent guy, but he was talking about his tattoos and the guy interviewing him was like, I didn't even know you had tattoos. I've been following you forever. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't show them. I wear long sleeves all the time. And the guy's like, well, why? What are they for? And he's like, well, they're for me. They're not for anybody else. <laughs> and he's like, well, can we talk about what they are? And he's like, no. <laughs> but then he goes on. He goes on to say, he's like, most of the time 
I'm lecturing or I'm speaking and I'll wear long sleeves to cover my tattoos. He's like, because I, I don't want to be the focus of what I'm talking about. I want the, the message or the content of what I'm talking about to be the focus. And I don't want there to be any distractions. That makes so I don't sense. want someone trying to see my tattoos and figure out what they are. And I thought, that, yeah, that makes sense. But it was kind of funny because the guy was like, well, let's talk about him. Can we see him? He's like, no. Yeah. The guy, that's pretty rad. I mean, you got to check him out. He has, um, I think it's called the Humorman Lab is his podcast. But if you're on the Instagram, it's uh, Humorman Lab. But he puts out some incredible information. He's a neuroscientist, but he's also an ophthalmologist. And he has some routines in the morning about getting sunlight into your eye. Now, I have long struggled with sleep, right? And I think it's part because what we do and, and I, you always want to try to optimize sleep. Everybody knows sleep is critical. It's super important, right? But he talks about setting your circadian rhythm and it's totally different than some other doctors that say, Hey, sometimes you sleep in some people are night owls. And he's like, no, upon awakening, you need to get sunlight into your retinas, into your eyeballs while the sun is low. So before 9 a.m., and when not in, not through a windshield, not through anything else, and actually get that sunlight in your eyes for like five to 10 minutes. And then he also talks about getting the sunlight in the afternoon, like at sunset and getting that same, like looking out at the horizon at, you know, 7.30 PM, you know what I mean? Type of thing. And it's, it had, I think it has made a difference of that kind of like, you know, sunrise to sunset. It def, I, I tend to trend late, like be more of an night owl. And when I force myself to get the coffee and go outside and just get some sunlight in my eyes, I do see a difference. Like I, I feel a pull, like I'm tired a little bit earlier in the day. That's fascinating. I know that you've talked about this before. I don't think on the podcast because I don't even know how long, but for the last probably year or so, when I drive home from work, I try not to wear my sunglasses because I'm trying to get, especially if I've had a rough night and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Kevin said, I need sunlight in my eyes. Yeah, that's but what it's, it, yeah. But it's through a windshield, so it probably doesn't count. Well, he says it's going to take like five times as long through a windshield. And I so, have a long drive, so I'm probably okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably good. But, you know, it's, it's just really fascinating that how it, the, a lot of this content is completely over my head and I end up like Googling a lot of the stuff or reading some of the PubMed articles that he, but his is all very science-based to saying, I'm not saying bro science is, is bad and there's a lot of good stuff out there, but everything he talks about is like totally proven. Like this is statistical right. evidence of why this would work, but it's really fascinating. And he has amazing people. So you should check him out. Definitely. Check I him am going to check him out. I am going to check him out. He's on all the things, dude. He's on Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and he's got, but he's got his own show. Yeah, I kind of realized when I saw that video, I was like, I should have heard of this guy. And you probably have mentioned his name. I just, I haven't gone and checked it out. Actually, let me make a, let me do a little confession for our listeners right now. This is, this might be fascinating for some of you, some of you avid listeners that have been with us from the beginning. I know there's, I know that you're out there. There's two of you. I don't listen to other podcasts. <laughs> like hardly ever. Early on in this show, I was listening to a ton of podcasts and I was doing kind of market research. I wanted to hear what other people were doing, how they were sounding, what they were talking about. And then I did a hard stop because the podcasts that I was listening to were in similar veins as our podcast. And I had this fear, I guess, that I was going to just be plagiarizing what these other people were talking about. And I wanted to have a show that wasn't, wasn't doing that. And I really don't think that there's a, 
I really don't think there's a problem there because we just talk about ideas and, you know, thoughts and things like that. So it's not like there's a copyright on that, but that is literally something I did. And then I kind of just fell out of the habit. So now I'm, I've really been listening to audiobooks or music and I have not done a ton of listening to podcasts for quite a while. And every time I try to get back into it, I don't know. I kind of just, I can't find the right podcast. So if you guys have recommendations of other podcasts that you listen to and enjoy, send them my way. Because I kind of need to get back into it. Yeah. I used to have, I used to, I'm, I usually go now on exactly what you do. If somebody sends me one, I'll listen to it. But I'm not driving nearly as much as I used to. So I'm not getting into like every show of somebody's thing. Just for a little, uh, Thank you to those listeners that are out there. We are at over 75,000 downloads right now. Wow. According to Apple's analytics. That's amazing. 90-something episodes. That's all because of you guys. So I found this is straight off of um, Dr. Andrew Huberman's Instagram. But he had a post about talking about um, becoming an early riser. And he shows all the studies that how, how it has mental and physical benefits. And one of the first things he does is to say, is to switch your workout till earlier in the morning. Now uh, we tend to do this at, at work already, right. but he was saying, you got it. You just have to get it in before 10 AM. Like it has to happen okay, okay. to be able to get, yeah. But you have to maximum, number one, maximize early day sunlight. Like we talked about no caffeine or naps post 3 PM and then minimize post 8 PM light exposure. So he's talking about blue light. Right. And then exercise within two hours of waking if possible. And then that'll help me go to, to bed two to three hours earlier and wake up two to three hours earlier. That's pretty simple. I think most yeah. days I could probably live by that. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I think, I mean, it doesn't really work if you're going to work for us, if you're working out within two hours of waking up. But Right, that can't happen. We're waking up super early, but I think, you know, getting it done early in the day makes sense. I was noticing, I've been home for a couple of days and I've been needing to get some fitness in. And like this morning I woke up and I was intending on just going straight into it. I wanted to put a vest on and some pants and shoes and go for a run. And I felt terrible. And I'm like, I, I'm so used to getting up and being up for hours and hours and hours, driving to work, having morning lineup, checking out the gear, like kind of slowly rolling into the day. I am not get up and go straight into a workout. <laughs> no. I am so out of that world. And I know a lot of people that do that because that's when you have time. But that's something that I am not adjusted to right now. I And I worked out about an hour ago, so I, I definitely didn't do it this morning <laughs> right when I got up. Yeah, that's an interesting point because you'd say we wake up, we work out in the morning, but we're at least four hours awake before we oh, do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, so I've we been awake for a while. That's about at least two cups of coffee and two ghosts for Noel before. <laughs> hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> no, at least two cups. Two cups for sure. Oh, dude, I'm in, by that point, I'm in four to five. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, we're going to have an intervention soon. I was going to say, someone's going to. Someone's going to write a comment on that. They're definitely, they're definitely, but whatever, you're thriving. It's great. I was glancing through our reviews. I was just on the site looking at the analytics for our podcast and um, I was looking through the reviews on iTunes, which by the way, kind listener are super valuable to us. And we have over a hundred reviews, just like the stars, which is rad. Wow. And then I actually didn't count the ones where people took the time to write. There might be, I don't know, 15 or 20 in there, which is super cool. But as I was kind of scrolling through the list of people that have written actual comments and reading the ones I hadn't seen yet, 
I saw one that I thought said, <laughs> oh man, I'm going to forget the wording. Hold on. It said desperately biased was like the headline, but I thought it said desperately boring or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? And I started trying to read it and then it was all super positive and I went and looked at the title again. Oh, I misread that. But I, for a minute I was like, we got a negative review. <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally. But it wasn't. Oh, that's great. Keep reviewing. Yeah. Good. You guys are amazing. I keep meeting more and more people that just randomly follow the show. I want to give a shout out to the Murrieta Fire Department. I just oh, keep yeah. meeting more and more rad guys from the Murrieta Fire Department. And um, recently went for a Firefighters for Christ meeting that happened to be in Murrieta. And it's run by a couple of great dudes from the Murrieta Fire Department. They're chaplains. And, you know, they're po- they do a, I think their their department is incredibly supportive of their mission. And um, they put out like a monthly flyer and we're on that. And uh, it's pretty humbling. And I think those guys are awesome. But if you're in our area, I think you should come out and check it out. And we'll, we'll definitely get those guys on the show soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's super huge to have been included in that and just even to have those guys be aware of us, let alone to recommend it. That's pretty cool. It means a lot. No doubt. I've heard nothing but positive things about that department. I think they're a pretty rad, rad group of dudes down there. Okay, so as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm down in my basement, and this is where I normally record when I'm at home. Kevin noticed the background is different, and we originally, originally did some of our first recordings down here in this basement. We had a table set up. I put out some of my manly stuff, you know, to try to give it like a vibe. Like when you watch video podcasts, there's always cool things around. So I try to do that. So this is kind of where part of the podcast was born. It was really born at the fire station, but we did some practice episodes here. And I don't think we ever published any of the ones we recorded down here. It was more just kind of getting used to talking to each other on the microphones. But this basement has... It's basically my garage. We don't have a garage in our house. And so you guys know what garages often look like. It's just junk and stuff and it's all stacked and a mess and it's gotten really bad down here like to the point where I walk down the stairs inside the house and I cannot traverse the distance from the bottom of the stairs to the door that leads outside like you just physically can't go there <laughs> there's no passageway without crawling over stuff or underneath things which is which is not the way you're supposed to keep a space as a man this is supposed to be like my workroom and kind of like my you know my basement but it turned into storage that turned into storage that turned into a hoarder's nest, essentially. It looks like houses that Kevin and I go into to pick up people that have fallen down. <laughs> oh, and We've become one of them. <laughs> I have. But only in one space in my house where I never go because you can't do anything down here. So I just bring things down, store them. And by store them, I just mean toss them on top of a pile of other stuff. So for a long time, I've been needing to get down here and clean this place out. And I just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Well, I've been down here now for the past couple of days, and it's amazing to me, every time I have a task that I know I need to take care of, I procrastinate on most things, and so I put it off, I put it off, I put it off, ah, I don't want to deal with that, don't want to deal with that. But every time I do work on a project and then subsequently complete it, almost 100% of the time I'm shocked at how easy and enjoyable it was, <laughs> and then the the benefit of having the project done is always awesome as well. And I always think the same thing. Why didn't I do this sooner? And in the case of the basement, that's like at least a year. And if you ask my wife, she'd probably tell you it was longer than that. But I'm not finished down here, but I've done so much already that I'm looking around. I'm like, man, I really messed up by not coming down here sooner. So my message to you, not that I think procrastination is always bad, but 
Kevin and I have talked about that on the podcast before, and actually Kevin gave me a different new perspective on that. But I do think there's times and places where, man, you just got to start and you just got to start knocking things out. And when it comes to something like my basement, a year is too long and I should have been down here scoring this place away because now, now I'm spending, you know, I'm probably going to end up being down here for four or five days total before I'm totally done. And if I'd started a year ago, that would have been two days because it wouldn't have been as bad. So take that lesson from me, all you procrastinators out there, you know who you are. You got something in the back of your mind right now that you need to do. Organization is different. Yeah. Right though. I mean, it's like, that's different. Like that, that always feels good when you just start tossing stuff. Oh yeah, man. We are, we, we are consumers. Right. And like, yeah. I don't know how many of these Amazon boxes come to the house and I don't know how many we, th- you know, but not a whole lot of stuff goes out. You know what I mean? And so I think it's awesome every now and then to just get down and just get rid of stuff. Yeah. I have been, I have been utilizing the fire station dumpster quite a bit lately, taking big bags of trash and just throwing them in there. Cause you start going through stuff and you're like, why do I even have this? Why did I save this? What am I doing? <laughs> I don't need this. And it's not of value to anybody else. It's not like I can give it away or sell it. It's just like, what is this? I got an old pair, just for an example, I found, and actually it's been hanging on my wall, so it's not like it was hiding, but I found some of my combat boots, my original combat boots from when I was in Ranger Battalion, which is pretty cool, right? But they're old jungle-style combat boots, the soles falling off one of them. It's not like I can give them to North. His feet are bigger than mine anyway. You know, it's like, why do I, why am I keeping these? I have a lot of other mementos from that time. I don't need my original boots that are falling apart. Trash can. Nobody else finds any use in those. Dude, I, I love Have you seen this minimalist movement? There's a bunch of oh, like, yeah. it's fascinating to me because I, I wish I was more like that, but I, I probably tend more to be on the hoarder side than I do on the minimalist <laughs> side. You know what I mean? We just, we find room and we fill it. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it happens. But I'm, I'm like that. I There's these shelves in my garage and they're filled with old like station boots back from when I was in the academy, a private academy. I was on the Ventura County search and rescue team. I had them boots and there's no re- nobody's wearing those boots in my house. Nobody, but they're up there. You know what I mean? And only one pair of those, I put some spikes on and we use for the Highland games. That is you know exactly what, I mean? what I was about to talk about because I found those too. Those are great. I got I can't throw those away. There's no way no, I'm possible. Keep those. But the rest of them, they should be in the trash and they're not <laughs> spike boots. <laughs> Uh, I had forgotten I did that, and I found them. I was like, oh, check this out. So those and I also found the, a hammer. Oh, yeah. So those of you don't, there's an event in the Highland Games called the Hammer Toss. And it looks like it's a giant PVC pipe with what, like a 16-pound metal ball at the end of it, iron yep. ball. And you throw it over your head similar to like the hammer, and you spin around a few times, and you launch it. Noel launched it about 100 feet. But we saw the guys there's some tricks to it. They would have boots and there's these huge spikes that look like giant daggers that they drill into the bottom of their boots and you dig them into the ground so that you kind of have like a center of gravity and it definitely helps. It wasn't until like maybe two or three games in that Nolan and I started drilling them in. Yeah. When you're trying to do it in just your tennis shoes and trying to give it everything you got, you're probably going to fall on your butt. So you got to have the bladed boots. Plus, I mean, you waddle out into the field with these big old blades coming off your boots. You just look <laughs> tough. You got your kilt on. I mean, it, who wouldn't love that? And one of the greatest times we've ever seen is when we had a novice guy 
come out in the traditional garb. We had no draws on under. <laughs> he had no underpants on under his guilt, and he was new to the games. He took a few turns, and that weight took him, and he went full spread eagle, and about five thousand people, and him, and he exposed himself. I don't even think he finished the games. I think he ran out in embarrassment. <laughs> Poor guy. It's an athletic event. Who thinks to not wear underwear? Unbelievable. He had a borrowed kilt too. They I don't know if you know this, but if you show up if you show up to the games and you're new, they'll loan you a kilt because you cannot compete in the Highland games without a kilt on. So what did he show up naked then? Did he just threw on what did he have a t shirt? I, I have, no I have idea. way too many questions. If you borrow a this dude is off the reservation. Who borrows a kilt and takes off their underpants? That's foul, dude. Come on, man. He'd watch Braveheart one too many times. Like, well, this is how, this is how they do it. Uh, let's go. Come on, man. Put some draws on. Man, it's been too long since we've been in one of those. Yeah, I think uh, they're coming back around. There was shut down for COVID for a couple of years, but I was getting some emails from the San Diego Highland Games. Yep, I was getting those emails too. I was getting tempted, <sighs> but uh-huh. I don't have the time. I did find my old trophies, though. Yes. A couple second place lightweight trophies. Then <laughs> in the novice division, I got a couple of those, too. Yeah, dude. Got to have those. Got to keep your trophies around. Maintain dominance in the household. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't forget. <laughs> what about you, wife? I don't see any of your trophies. <laughs> These are a man's trophies. <laughs> Third place at the Queen Mary. In the novice division. <laughs> you got to maintain dominance at all times. Yeah, yeah, it's important stuff. There is a thing out there. I won't name names, but there's a couple friends that I know, at least two that I know, that put on some pretty hardcore music in the garage and specifically work out in the garage, shirts off, tattoos blazing, just to let the neighborhood know <laughs> that, there's a, that there's a gangster on the block. You know what I mean? Like you got to be the, if you're not the hardest dude on your block, you got some work to do. That's just, it's kind of a rule. We're just, it's one of those things. Like you, you got to maintain dominance on the block. It's true. It's very important as a man. For those of you that aren't already exercising that right, get to it. Although I got a good buddy, Carl, he's a Cal Fire captain and he's a beast. He's a big boy. I'd have problems with him. So that might be a shared trophy on our block. My buddy out in Texas, who we're going to go visit this next week, he has started competing in something called the tactical games. Do you know what these are? No, never. Okay. I was kind of peripherally aware that this was a thing, but I didn't realize it was like a full-on competition sport now. And what it is, is basically it's CrossFit mixed with shooting. Sweet. It's CrossFit with guns is basically what it is. And it it directly mirrors what we used to call stress shoots when I was in Ranger Battalion. So we would grab, we would run a couple miles in our gear, and then we would grab a sled and drag it to the wood line. And then you would hit the, sh the firing line, and you'd have to shoot a course of fire, whatever that yeah. was, whether it was close or long or whatever. And it was all scored. It was all timed. So if you miss shots, it adds time. If you hit certain shots, it, it removes time. And so it's a competition. And back in the day, you know, forever ago when I used to do that, I loved that aspect of training yeah. that we would do. And we did it pretty regularly. And I loved it. My buddy has started competing in this. And it's a full-on thing now. They're doing it all over the place. So while we're there on the ground in Texas this next week, 
he's like, Hey, we're going out and training on Saturday morning. We're going to go do a, uh, a 5k run in gear. And then we're going to do some long distance shooting. He's like, he's like, you can come along if you want, uh, but you don't have to. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't have to. Oh, I'm, I'm in. Like, yeah. I'm in. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This sounds so up your alley. But then I started thinking, yeah, the whole thing does like, it'd be super fun. And hopefully I can start getting involved in that when I get over there. But if I get over there, I should say, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. You have gear I can borrow? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be there. And then after I got the phone, I'm thinking, dude, I don't remember the last time I ran more than a mile. Like, at Oh, a time. you'll be fine, dude. I don't run, dude. I mean, the, literally the last time I ran more than a mile was when we did Murph on uh, Memorial Day. So yeah, you'd be fine. I yeah, have no doubt. A 5K, I mean, no big deals, dude. It's like 3.1 miles or something no like that. No big deals. Yeah. yeah. On your worst day, you're going to get through that. <laughs> well, I know I'll get through it, but it's, I'm not a runner, dude. It's not going to be comfortable. You yeah, know, but- I'll report back to you how it went. Who's your buddy? You know what I mean? I think you're a level. Justin, of, dude. You know Justin. Oh, Justin's a savage. <laughs> Never mind. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bunch of Green Berets. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I don't know this other guy he's training with, but uh, it'll be fun. That's rad. I think that's something you could totally get into. That's a, it kind of marries both of uh, your hobbies or passions, you know? Yeah, it sounds like a blast. Anytime you can do that, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, fitness and firearms. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. You know, CrossFit was doing that for a while with uh, with Dave Castro. Yeah. They were getting a lot of guys to do like active shooting, but they would have them put it through a workout. and then. But I don't, I don't know what happened. He's gone. Well, the current climate of people that like firearms and people that don't, it doesn't mix well because CrossFit needs to be applicable uh, to everybody. And there's a lot of people that are uncomfortable. Uh, whatever. We got our friend Jarvis who was on the show. He's got a bodybuilding show coming up on um, August 13th. So oh. down at San Diego. Now, I have never been to a bodybuilding show, but I'm going to go down and check it out. Because You're going to go have, down? I have the time. And I believe, and I could be wrong, that if he wins this show, he gets he becomes a pro. Oh, so let's go, Jarvis. It's pretty cool. I I just went and saw him the other day just to say hi, and he looked jacked. He had a weight belt on, and I had my daughters with her, and I always joke like I'm, you know, who's the strongest man alive? And they're like, Dad. And then they saw him, and they're like, Dad, you're not the strongest man alive. <laughs> I was like, Well, I knew this day would come, ladies. Uh, I am definitely not. The str- but I had you going for about eight or nine years. So, <laughs> dude, Jarvis, Jarvis is a big dude. Dude, he looks his chest looked like it was three feet thick. It looked awesome. I think he's going to win this show. Dude, good for him, man. I love to hear how that goes. I've never, obviously, never been anything like that either. Never. So I'm going to check it out. And I'll definitely give a full report when I get back. Hopefully, our boy Jarvis wins this thing. All right, guys. This has been a totally random episode. We just wanted to get on here and talk a little bit, hang out, have some for you guys to listen to. We got a couple calls to action for you. We want you guys to share this podcast with somebody. We have been, as we mentioned before, doing amazing and tons of you are listening. It's super humbling when you leave a review or even when you just take the time to listen when we put an episode out. It's a big deal to us. It still means a ton. We do not take that for granted. But we would absolutely love to get more guys on board, more guys listening, get more feedback, and get kind of more people involved in the kind of community that we are trying to build and foster here. So you guys can help us out with that in a huge way by just telling your friends that you listen to this podcast, sending them a link, putting it up on your social media, whatever that is. 
We'd really appreciate it. It's actually a huge deal for us. We don't promote this thing really in too many places, and we've just kind of let it grow organically. We're still not making any money off this thing. It's just strictly something we love to do that has been super rewarding, and we would love to expand that and be able to continue to do it. So you guys can help us out with that. Share this podcast. You don't have to share this episode because it's totally random, of course. Pick one of your favorites and, and send them that one. But if you can do that, that's huge for us. We'd really appreciate it. All right. October 10th, 11th, and 12th is the next Fire Up program up in Crestline, California at Thousand Pines Camp. I know a lot of you out there have been listening and saying, yeah, yeah, maybe I should go. You've been thinking about it. You've been pondering it. Get off the fence. Go to fireupprogram.com. The link is in all the show notes. It's in all the stuff. Go on there and sign up and join us. It's going to be an amazing time with a group of rad dudes. And uh, I promise you, you'll dig it. So sign up now. All right. Thank you guys again for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week. This has been the Fire You Carry podcast. So the other night, we are home, and we're trying to figure out what to do for dinner. I've been trying to eat clean, but there's no food in the house, and it's like 6 p.m., and so Heather and I decide we're going to go down to Goodwin's, the local market, and we're going to get something to eat. And as we're talking about what we're going to get, she says, do you want to have cold cereal? So sometimes, as a family, we, we eat cold cereal for dinner, and you know we're not eating Cheerios. We're not eating, like... I don't know, oat bran. When we're going to eat cereal for dinner, we eat s'mores. Yeah. We eat uh, golden grams. You know, the good, sweet, sugary cereal with whole milk on top of it. So it's kind of a family. <laughs> it's kind of a family tradition. We've been doing that in the Lily family for quite a while. So I decide, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's go off the reservation. CT crunch. And she says, well, I'm only going to go with you to the market if you leave those sweatpants on and don't don't put on your normal shorts or, or pants that you would wear. And I don't go out of the house not like dressed and, you know, not like I dress up, but I, I wear regular clothes. I don't wear my pajamas into town is essentially what I'm saying. Now we live in a town where it's very normal to see people in the grocery store in their pajamas. Like it's something that's regular <laughs> around here. And I don't know if that's just because we live on the mountain or, or what that is, but you see guys in pajama pants in the in the market on a regular basis, regardless of the time of day. So I'm like, yeah, sure, fine. I'll wear my sweatpants. Whatever. No big deal. So I got my sweatpants and a t-shirt on, and I got normal shoes. I took my slippers off. But we're in the market, and we're in the cereal aisle, and here comes here comes our buddy John from Thousand Pines. John's a what cool was his dude. shirt? Did like you he's have actually like a Tweety Bird, like cool. You know, nah, it was like shirt a normal on. shirt. I don't remember which one it was. It probably said something about guns, had a skull on it. I don't know. All right, so yeah, normal, normal shirt, normal sweatpants, shirt. yeah, and probably some boots. It's, it was an interesting look. So here comes John from Thousand Pines, one of our buddies, and he's a cool dude. He's a fashionable guy. So he's he's dressed to go to the grocery store. He's got regular guy clothes on. He's looking cool, and he walks up and he's like, "Hey!" And so we're saying hi and. 
I'm like, hey, man, I just got to tell you, I'm, I'm embarrassed that you found me like this. I'm wearing my sweatpants in the market. And he's like, oh, it's no big deal. Whatever. Who cares? You know, he's being super cool about it. But I was, <sighs> Heather standing over there laughing. And after he left, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, nah, it's fine. It's just funny. Like, who cares if I'm wearing sweatpants at the, at the grocery store? What's up, Indy? John Come did. over here and say hi. Come say hi. I forget why Indeed. I was telling that story. I was going to tell that story for some reason. Oh, it's a great. It was good. It was a good story. 